0: I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for your attention to 2 Timothy. I'm going to engage your attention to the scripture, the chapter 4 of 2 Timothy. I was supposed to end the series last week, but we celebrated somebody so hard until we couldn't do it. But it was worth it, worth it, worth it all. Let's give God praise for our First Lady, Dr. Veronica G.B. Uh, come on, you can do better than that. Come on, our, our leg Lady, Dr. Veronica G.B. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. Y'all did a great job too. Outstanding job. Will you come away with me to 2 Timothy the fourth chapter? And I want to talk about real quickly, we're still in 23, winning is the key in 2023. I want to talk to you, as I close up this that, that last week, we was talking about winning life's race. Say this with me, finish strong, finish, strong. finish, well. finish well. Say it again, finish strong, finish, strong. Finish, well. finish well. 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, verse one. And the atmosphere is already charged. So it, it, listen, the anointing is here making make preaching easy today. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. If you have your app, you can go to the app and you have the notes and the scriptures there. Verse 2 says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears and they will heap up for themselves, teachers. and get their own teachers. They will turn their ears away from the truth. I think we're there right now. And be turned aside to fable. They want to believe that garbage. The fairy lie. But you be watchful in what? All things. Endure affliction. Now he's telling you that you're going to have to be watchful. Folk are gonna try to pull a wool over your eyes, and he's telling you that you are going to have to endure affliction. Uh, that is the truth. What does the scripture say? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivereth them out of them all. Am I in the book? So let me continue to read. Do the work of an evangelist fulfill? Your ministry. He didn't say you have to be an evangelist; they're called evangelists, but then those that God want us to do the work of an evangelist. That's why at the first beginning of the year we're going to do team evangelism. We're going to teach you that you don't have to have a title in order to be an evangelist. For I'm already, for I am already being poured out. As a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. He said, I'm getting close. I done gave, man, I done gave my heart. I done gave the best of my life. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And there's two things that you've got to be interested in as a believer. you got to finish your race. Amen. Say that with me. i got to finish my race. And i got to keep the faith. You cannot avoid or say, you know what? I don't believe no more. You've got to keep the faith to the end no matter what you're going through. If you read about Paul's life, he went through a whole lot of stuff. Then it says, finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not me only. He's talking about the rest of us too. But also to all who have loved his appearance. This is what many scholars call Paul's swan song or his testimony before he left this earth. It is a testimony of someone who finished well. It is also an example to us that we can finish well also. Now, would you agree with me that we have a lot of work to do? I don't care who you are. You sitting here today, say, you know, I'm about, you know, 65, and, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm getting close. No, no, you still got more work to do. Paul said, I, I've been poured out as a drink offering, but then, wait a minute now, I ain't done yet. I'm going to finish my race. Are oh, you following me? And so, in order to finish strong, we must fight. Everybody say, fight. Now, if you're going to finish strong, you got to learn how to fight. Now, a lot of us, when we were growing up, they try to teach us to be courteous to other folk and say, you know, now don't you be out at that, that school fighting. But how many of you know that there are some children that will provoke you to fight? And some of our parents taught us that, now don't you start a fight. But now, wait now. They get the welling on you. You don't turn the cheek twice. It's time to it's time to throw down. <laughs> and so you got to learn how to fight in the spirit. This is not a fleshly battle, but this is a spiritual battle. Come on, say it with me. This is a spiritual battle. See, all your life, the enemy has been fighting you spiritually. See, if you were, you're not careful, you think it's a natural thing. It's a fleshly thing. But it's not more of a fleshly thing. It's more of a spiritual thing. Because, see, the enemy know, and you know, too, that this flesh got to go back to the dust, the ground from which it came. But what lies in between is your soul, because your spirit going back to God, which gave you the spirit, which put spirit in your flesh and you became, as the Bible say, a living soul. So you're responsible for your soul. And so the devil wants your soul. And so we got to learn how to fight. I must fight. The good fight of faith. Amen. Amen. Spiritually, you got to learn how to fight. Some of you all are getting beat to death spiritually. The devil is running over you like a transfer truck. He's running in front of you, down the back of you and flattening you like a pancake because you don't know how to fight. And you got to learn how to fight. If you're not praying, you're not fighting. If you're not in the Word and the Word not in you, you're not fighting. I'm going to turn the corner. If you're not fasting, you ain't really fighting. Oh, it got a little quiet right there. Why? Because the flesh love to eat. If I told you that the first seven days of the year... If I ask you, I say, "Listen, we're gonna come out and we're gonna we're gonna we're going we're gonna we're gonna pray and fast the first seven days of the year to one o'clock, and we're gonna come out here and we're gonna pray for one hour from twelve to one every day up for seven days. That's what God want us to do. Don't you know some folks to be mad with me? What? He must be crazy. I gotta eat." Not just one day or two. He's talking about seven. And I, and I told you, to listen, God has been putting this on my heart. You'll be like, uh-uh, the devil is lie. But the devil will never tell you to fast and pray. He'll never tell you to do it. I'm telling you. Listen, let me tell you all something. For the simple fact that I just said that some of y'all spirits begin to shake and quiver and cringe. I, know, I hope that ain't what he's trying to tell us on the sly. I am telling you that's what God is telling me to do. I just gave you a sneak peek of it. Because how you start a thing determines how you end a thing. You got to crucify this flesh. See, I know preachers ain't talking like this no more. I already know they ain't talking like this. I can't go to that church. They believe in fasting and praying. I can't go over there. You wouldn't be in the state you're in if you would have been fasting and praying. So I got to learn how to fight. Say to me, I got to learn how to fight. And those of you that believe you know how to fight if you ever been in martial arts or you ever taken boxing or whatever like that, even though you may know how to fight, you think you do, you know how to box, you think you know how to, you know, come back, do come back, hand-to-hand come back, you know how to do martial arts or whatever like that, you still have to practice. When you know you're fighting a great opponent, a great enemy, You still got to practice. That's how some folks get beat because they think they're so good and I don't have to work out no more. Then your endurance level is not as up like it normally would be. Because you ain't been exercising, running, and training like you should be training. It's all over the world. There are a lot of saints. There are a lot of Christians. They're not training like they really need to be training. They just, you know, sit back. Oh, you know, God's going to do it. No, God always requires you to participate in your own miracle. <laughs> and so you've got to learn how to fight, ladies and gentlemen. And you better get the right weaponry, right equipment, so you'll learn how to fight. I'm looking for people that's really ready to fight on the winning team. Well, who's the winning team? God's team. We we on God's squad, G O D. That's the team. We, we fight, that's the team we fight on. Amen. So in order to finish strong, we must fight. And then I want to just tell you, if we're gonna fight, number one, if you're writing, you got to know who to fight. Because a lot of folk they fighting, but they don't know who to fight. That's why we got so much friendly fire in the church, because we don't know who to fight. You got friendly fire in the church. You fighting against other people in your church. You got to learn who to fight. I'm not your enemy. Paul said, am I your enemy? Because I tell you the truth, I'm not the enemy. One of the largest obstacles is to engage in the fight with the right enemy. And as I look back over my life, I see many battles that I have waged against the wrong person and perhaps you can also. Let me just say, the enemy is not your wife. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. The enemy is not your husband. You got to know who to fight. That's why you got to know who the enemy is because the enemy is so slick and so deceptive until he'll make you look at your wife or look at your husband and make them the enemy when they're not the enemy. Somebody shout, I got to know who to fight. The enemy is not a fellow church member. I can't stand them. I'm going to sit on this side. If they sit on that side, if they sit on this side, I'm going to sit on that side. It's not your, your, your church family. That's not the enemy. You got to know who to fight. You still with me? The enemy is not a family member or a friend that we disagree with. Just because you disagree with somebody don't mean they become your enemy In your entire life, you're not going to agree with everything everybody got to say. Me and my wife don't agree on everything, but she's not my enemy. She's my prayer partner. We read the word together. We study the word together. We come to church together. We work together. She's not my enemy, but we don't agree on everything. We have to come together and reason together and come up with a solution. Hey, wait a minute. The reason why I don't agree is because I didn't have that information. Now that I got more information, now I understand what you're saying. But I go off half cocked, uh-uh. You don't tell me what to do. She's not my enemy. Let's look what the scripture says. Y'all looking pretty good today. Ephesians 6 and 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. That's how we're going to be strong. Put on the uh-oh, whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the. Oh, we're gonna stand strong and stand well. Amen. Ah, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. See that? Your wife, your husband, church member, friend, family, they, they they, flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So you see, the enemy is the wicked one. Come on, say it with me. The enemy is the wicked one. So he's a wicked one, and his greatest assets are found in these three things I'm going to share with you. Number one, his first asset is Satan. Write that down. He is the chief slander, the accuser of the brethren. So he uses Satan, the wicked one, Satan, to get you all frustrated and get you against each other. The Bible say he's running to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. If you listen to Satan, he'll tell you more and more you want to hear. So that's the first thing that he used. First, I said, the second one is sin. Everybody say sin. Now, this is his weapon. He throws temp- uh, temptation out there, and when we bite it, it becomes sin to us. So how many of us are constantly beating ourselves up saying, well, why did I think that? Why did I say that? Why did I do that? The enemy uses, the wicked one uses sin that calls us to get out of fellowship with God. Are you following me? So the devil is the first person that is used as the wicked one. And then sin is the second thing that's used as the wicked one. And so if we look at James 1 and 12, let's look there real quick. It says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. And temptation is going to come, ladies and gentlemen. But you got to endure it. Turn to somebody and say, I got to endure it. He I'm going to have temptation, but I got to endure it. This is what the Bible says: Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Look at verse 13. So let no one say when he is tempted, I'm tempted by God. You got it? For God cannot be tempted by evil. Nor does he himself tempt anyone. So stop telling that lie that God tempts you. God don't tempt you. Satan tempts you. But each one is tempted. Look at here. When he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. You tempted because that was what's in you. Right, right, right. When you don't say no to it, every time it comes to tempt you, it's going to be a something that you wind up doing. And when you start doing it, the more you do it, the more you want to do it. you got to say no to temptation. Verse 15. Then when desire has conceived, look at here. Now I desire it. Don't know nobody know it, but I desire it. Don't know nobody know what's going on inside me, but I desire to have it. I desire to do it. I desire to see it. I desire to be in it. I desire to be there. And when that desire has gripped you tight enough, it's been conceived, it's been planted in your spirit. It gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full-blown and full-grown, bring forth death. So what is the Bible telling us, y'all? Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Because the enemy is coming to deceive you. Just as soon as you leave this premises, he's going to pop up to try to deceive you and say, oh, don't believe all that hogwash that that bitch was up there talking about. Don't believe all that. You good. You do? You can look at what you want. You can be what you want. You can know, you, you touch whatever you want to touch. You can say whatever you want to say. Don't believe all that. That's his job. To come along and encourage you to not change. And stay the same that you are. Now we know that he uses the wicked one as Satan, wicked one as sin. But did you not know that he uses self? The wicked one can be self. You can become the wicked one. I am my own worst enemy. When Satan and sin has their way with me, I find myself at war with me. I don't know how many times I have to stop and refocus to get my eyes off a poor little old pitiful me. I can assure you that if we keep our focus inward and downward, we will not be a good fighter for the cause of Christ. Yourself can be one of your worst enemies. You can be so into yourself. What about me? All them blessings y'all talking about, it don't never happen to me like that. I don't want to serve God. He didn't. He, he, he called my mama, my daddy, and my uncle, and my, and my auntie, all of them to die. He ain't never done nothing good for me. Oh, pitiful me. And you're having a party and you're inviting everybody and nobody wants to come. Look what Luke 12 and 15 says. And he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetedness. Stop one what everybody else got. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses you still trying to get stuff that ain't living. I can tell you right now, as soon as you get the thing that you think you want so bad enough, then you, you, you just act like, well, uh, it's uh, just like normal. Then you move to something else. Once you get it, you act like, well, you know, to have this, ain't nothing really changed. Let me move on to something else. Life does not consist of the things that you possess. You think the folks in Hollywood happier than you? I think not. Those folks are not happy. Most of them die early. Because they turn to drugs to stay alive. And they turn to drugs to try to stay happy. As talented as Michael Jackson was, he had to turn to something else to keep on performing and causing the people to please the people with his dancing and his moonwalking and, and everything else. <laughs> the people helped kill him. Because of the demand that they were pulling on him and demanding him to come here and to be here and there and folk idolize him and worship him. Yeah. One girl was on television. She was talking to a man that said, yeah, I used to manage Michael Jackson back in the year, back in back in the day. And she said, you did? He said, yes, I did. And she said, have you ever touched him? He said many times I I used to manage it. So she reached over and touched him and then fell out. People idolize and make God of these people to no good end. When God said just worship me in spirit and in truth. He said, I give you life and life more abundantly. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, you ain't learned how to live until you got Jesus. Amen. Man, I'm living my best life, I'm living my blessed life because of what Jesus has done in my life. I ain't saying that I got all the money in the world. I don't want all that anyway. Hallelujah. I just need something to do, money to do what God wants me to do. You need more money for the calling that God has on your life. You need more money for the provision. You need more provision for the vision. Everyone in here, God has given you a vision. But if some of us are going to take more provision for the vision that He gave us, because it's big, it's large, it's enormous, it's, it's listen, gigantic, and you only need provision for the vision, you don't need vision so you can uh, provision so you can say, "Ooh, look at me, look how much I got." Ooh, uh, we don't see that in the scripture. Fella had everything. He said, "All right, tonight." Your soul going to be required of you. He ain't saying nothing his money, his 401K. Nothing about that. Incidentally, when people on their damn bed, they don't think about their money. They don't think about nothing. They want to, they want well, who coming to see me? They ain't thinking about how many houses they got. They ain't thinking about their cars. They ain't about nothing else. All they want to know or what so-and-so doing, this and that and the other. And, you know, I tell them I love them and this and that. And the they ain't think about none of that stuff. This stuff here you can't take with you. Here, the best you can do with the stuff you got is use it while you're here. You can't save everything, you can't spend everything, but you can use some more. How many of y'all can use some more money even right now? I don't want you to covet it. I don't want you to worship it. I need you to use it for the glory of God. That's why the world, they get more money so they can promote their agenda. We have more of us that was doing good with our resources on the earth. We can build our own schools. We can build our own banks. We can have our own stuff. We can have our own football league, our own basketball league. We ain't playing on Sunday. We gonna do like Chick-fil-A. You ain't playing that no Sunday. Chick-fil-A, the fire you open, if you if you if you, uh, if you have a Chick Fil A, you try to open up on Sunday, they'll close you down, and you will never be able to own one ever again. Right, right. And they are number one above Burger King, McDonald's, all the rest of them, and they close on Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I just love Chick Fil A. You ain't gonna get it on Sunday. Ooh, I just love the ice dream. Ooh, I could can, I can get a comb right now. You ain't gonna get it on Sunday. Ooh. That's why we need you in the body of Christ when God wants to show you and give you opportunity. Don't be sitting back being lazy talking about, ooh, that looks like too much work. No, get off your heels and go do what God called you to do. Let me read on. Y'all, y'all y'all, got mad with me now. Then he spake a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plenty. Y'all see this? Since if we're talking, let's talk. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crop? You can give some of them away. He said, I ain't got no room to store. When you got the overflow, that's the time to, sh- to share. I don't need all this here just to make it, to have it to rot and ruin. I need to share. Come on, say that with me. When I get to overflow, I am going to share. Ask the one next to you. Say, when I get to overflow, can I share with you? <laughs> Look back at him. And say, of course you can. Look how y'all went to laughing then. Okay. So he said, verse 18, so he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, y'all see this? So you have many goods laid up for many years. See, he thinking that he going to be here a long time. Take your ease. Let me kick back. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's how we are. Ooh, I just need more so I can just sit back, eat, drink, and be merry. Some of y'all think y'all going to retire and eat, drink, and be No, you might retire from that physical job, but God's still hiring. God got some work for you to do. Jacko, you retire from the base. That don't mean you go home and sit in your rocket chair. No, God's still hiring. We got work to do. Who me? Yes, you. Verse 20 said, but God said to him, fool. I didn't say it. I'm reading the scripture. <laughs> I'm just reading the scripture. This night your soul will be required of you. Then those who with, whose will those things be which you have provided. You don't work all these years and you're saving up for somebody else. I know some people they so stingy that they squeak when they walk. They're so tight they squeak, 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 and they hold that 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 penny so tight, man. Abraham Lincoln be screaming, but they hold that thing so tight. Lord, deliver me from stingy people. Hallelujah. I feel like this. You should enjoy some of the fruit of your labor. Now that's what the Bible tell you to do. That's the word. That's right. Some of you all don't know what a can't even spell vacation, cause you work all the time. You don't know what a vacation look like. Then you get on a vacation, you act, don't act like you don't know how to act. Oh, yeah, what they doing at home? Well, who cares what they doing at the house? You don't you need to be calling. I want the enemy call, so I ain't calling nobody. That's why I call a vacation. Hallelujah! Sometimes you really do need some time to yourself. And if you can't go on a vacation, do a staycation. Just be at the house. Don't call. Don't let. Don't, don't answer the phone. Don't listen. I ain't going to, I'm just. I'm at a, on a staycation for three days. Look how y'all looking at me. I'm talking to the people that always working all the time. I'm talking about the rest of y'all. You lazy. Go ahead and go to work. But, but I'm talking about those that always wicked all the time. So, he said in verse 21, So is he who lay up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. When you put yourself before God, you're not rich toward God. Have you been minding your business and God put somebody or a event or a situation on your heart? That, you know, you the money on your own business. It's like the Holy Spirit is prompting you. I need you to bless this person. I need you to bless this organization. I need you to help the homeless. And you looking around like, who are you talking to? God said, I'm talking to you. You, you, you got to be in tune enough that when God tells you to bless a situation, you got to be the one to bless it. Cause sometimes God not just make you to bless, see He bless you to bless her. And some of you all have been tremendously blessed. God had made you to bless her. You got to be in tune when God called you to be the blesser. I'm not saying you got to have everything going and everything right. Maybe you might, you know, having a little tough time juggling things yourself, but God put that person on your heart for you to bless them. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and run over. Good measure. Huh? Give and it shall be given unto you. You'll never be able to outgive God. Sooner you try to help somebody else, somebody else turn around and do something good for you. I don't know about y'all, but that happens on me on a consistent basis. You be like, oh, that's all right. I don't need anything. God said it's not about you needing anything. Don't you take away that person blessing. Because I'm trying, I'm, I'm having a hard time right now trying to obey, obey God. And now you saying you don't want it, I probably won't never obey God. Let me obey God. Whatever you do with it, after I give it to you, that's your business. But right now, I'm obeying God. Give and it, it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down, shaken together, run it over. And let me tell y'all, some of y'all in here because you so locked in and tuned into God's word and you t- you're really tuned into obeying what he says there are folk that are jealous of you and will be jealous of you because when you do that God turns around and bless you with more and you're going to always have folk jealous of you because you always have it you ain't got to ask for it because you're doing what God tells you to do God cannot lie he keeps his word and he keeps pouring it back into your life and folk looking at you with a mama on what well, if they do what you do they can get what you got don't be jealous find out what they are doing find out what they do find out how they live find out what they be doing find out how they got a prayer life find out what they are doing in the community whatever because God got a tendency of blessing obedience For that, I don't worry about other folk being jealous of me no more. I used to be concerned about, I'm not concerned about other preachers being jealous of Harvey B. Because Harvey B. trying to obey God. I ain't in competition with no other pastor, no other church. I want to obey God. Now they can be jealous all they want. If they want to get what I get, they got to do what I do. I'm trying to meet Jesus. I don't need anything holding me back. Can you say amen? And when I give, I don't give to impress. I don't give so I can show off. I don't give so other folks, say, ooh, look at what Benjamin Ferr Lady giving. No, I do it because God put that on our heart. And we believe in this ministry. We believe in the word of God. We believe in you. We believe in what God is doing. We want to see the kingdom of God rise up and be built. That's why we're doing it. We're not doing it because we want to show y'all what we can do. I don't have to do anything. I can keep my money in my pocket, but it's not just mine. It belongs to the Lord. And when God say move, I got to move. Glory to God. And he keeps on bringing it back. Multiply. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you another thing. Uh, I know how to take care of God's blessings. I want to sow on that too. I know how to take care of God. Because when you take care of God's stuff, God, God says, uh-huh, I can trust them with more. Some of you in here, you're on the verge of getting more because you've been taking care of what you already got. You've been doing, being faithful over that few stuff. God said, I'm going to bring you more because you're faithful over a few things. I'm going to bless you with more. Who am I talking to in here right now? You've been faithful. And God said, I bless your faithfulness. He'll bless your faithfulness. Glory be to God. Then sometime when you think about things, you say, you know, Lord, I really don't want to act like I'm asking for a whole lot, but I do desire to have this or that or the other. God said, what you talking about? He said, I give you the desires of your heart. When you submit yourself to God, He'll give you the desires of your heart. Wait a minute. Let me test this right quick. How many of you got some desires sitting up in here? If you got some desires in here, have you submitted yourself totally to God? If you submit yourself totally to God, your desires is on the way. Look down your row and tell everybody if you have submitted yourself to God, Tell him, say, your desires are closer than they've ever been. Tell him, say, let your requests be made known to God. Tell him what you want. Share with him what you got to have in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God blesses the obedient child. I can't hardly wait to hear y'all testimonies some of y'all got burning testimonies right now when i told you the other sunday that god want to give some of y'all extra you already doing good but you can do something with extra because you know what to do with it you got you sitting on a testimony right now that he did extra two weeks ago and he's still doing extraordinary in your life right now who are you in here jump to your feet and say i thank god for the extra Come on, food, and I say I praise God for the extra. Yeah. God does not lie, no. That's right. That's right. and not only did He do extra, then He's doing extra right now. Amen. As soon as you turn the corner, you get out of service. You turn the corner, a blessing run right into you. You wake up Monday morning, not minding your own business. Here come a morning, a Monday morning blessing. You're in the middle of the week. You were minding your own business. Here come a blessing running you over on Wednesday. He said, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'm telling you, you got goodness and mercy and things happening. What the devil tried to do, he couldn't do because you got mercy right there. You got goodness on the other side. Hallelujah. And he goes before you making your way plain. Uh, who am I talking to in here? God is working it out for you right now, baby. Hallelujah. I can't see it with my physical eye. I can't comprehend it with my mind. But I know that I know that in my inner sanctum that faith had risen me to a place where I could believe God for the unbelievable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can do impossible things Even though people pronounce, oh, that's not possible for you, that's not possible for you, that's impossible for you too. That's him. I don't care what you say, God said, i make the impossible possible. Wave at somebody on your wrist I got possible working for me. God has made it a possibility. I'm coming out of this thing all right, He's turning this thing around for me. Hallelujah to God, and I'm glad about it. Okay, let me finish up. Let me finish up. Secondly, who are you fighting for? Ask everybody on your roll, who are you fighting for? Well, we're fighting for Jesus and his cause. There are many noble causes out there in our society. And I am not going to condemn anyone for being an advocate for them, but to be a success for Jesus, we must keep an eye on him and fight for his cause. John 14 and 6 said, Jesus said, I said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father except through me. John 3 and 16 said, For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not what, perish, but have everlasting life. Then Luke picked it up in 23 and 33. He said, and when they came, when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on the right hand and one on the left. Can you say Amen. So you got to understand that we're fighting for his cause. If we are going to finish strong and finish well, we got to learn that we're fighting for the cause of Christ. As our society turns more and more against Christianity, we are good soldiers who who are good soldiers must take a stand and fight for Jesus. Jesus. He fought for us and it is not about us, it's about a much higher cause. He loves us, he loves us and will continue to love us even until the end of the age. Can you say amen? amen. First John 4:19 says, "We love him. why? Because he first loved us. He did it to us first. And our response should be what? Love him back. If he first loved you, the least you can do is love him back. back. Can you say amen? amen? So Jesus is the only hope for mankind. And we have been called to be a warrior for his cause. God help us if we are to ever be found as one that will compromise for his cause. So we are here to fight uh, for his cause, number one, we've got to learn uh, uh, who we are fighting against. Can you say Amen? amen. Yes, we got to fight against Satan. We got to fight against sin. We got to fight even against self. And then we got to know who we are fighting. And then thirdly, we got to what what to fight with. Do we got to know what to fight with? Most people don't know what to fight with. Teach it. Teach it. So God has given us weaponry. To fight with but it is our choice to use this weapon and to cover ourselves with the armor that he has given Ephesians 6 verse 13 says therefore oh God help me take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and have it done all to stand y'all see it stand therefore everybody shout de- stand therefore therefore having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Y'all see that? And so if we read this carefully, There are five pieces of armor that will protect us when we are in the battle and use the word masterfully in his encounter with his enemy and defeat him on his own ground. Look with me here in Matthew, the fourth chapter here, my last verse of Scripture. Well, next to the last verse of my Scripture, it says, verse 1 says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Y'all see that? And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights after he was home. I'm not asking you to fast 40 days and 40 nights. All I'm asking you is to do it to 1 o'clock for 7 days. Because I already know if I ask you for 40 days and 40 nights, I'm going to lose most of us, even myself. (laughs) So now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones, become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, look at here how Jesus talked. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by what? Every word that proceeded from the mouth of God is his word that's going to keep you alive. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, he already knew he was, throw yourself down. For it, Jesus brought back and said, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you. And this is the devil talking. And in his hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. He knew a little bit of the scripture. And Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain. He won't give up. And show him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. You see that the devil said, I'll give you the kingdoms. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you countries. I'll, I'll give you mountains. I'll give you money. I'll give you regions. If you'll just worship me. And then Jesus said to him, away with you say, get on out of here. Get out of my face. Away with you say, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Not only are we supposed to worship God, but we're supposed to be serving God. Then verse 11 said, Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Anytime the devil is on the scene, when the devil leaves, God always brings angels to minister to you. Remember that. Some of you have been going through some things, but God is going to release some ministering angels to come and minister to you. You're not going to be by yourself. God got some angels watching over you. God got some angels assigned to you. After you have been through and suffered a while, you're going to reign a while because God got angels watching over you. Day and night, God got somebody assigned to you. Look down your road and tell somebody, I got angels watching over. I got angels. I'm getting a little warm. But I got angels watching over. And would you look at somebody and say, you got angels looking over you too. Look at them again and say, we got angels looking over us. And so the devil left him. And behold, the angel came and ministered to him. But now look what James 4 and 7. I've got to get out of here now. He said, Therefore submit to God. Y'all see that? I love this scripture here. Yes, yes, yes. Submit to God. Yes. Now, how y'all doing in that department? Are y'all submitted to God? Yes. Well, Bishop, I'm struggling a little bit. That's all right. You can get on track. That's right. That's right. Submit to God. Watch this. This is all you. This ain't, this ain't God's part. This is your part. Cause they submit to God. Say that with me. I got to submit to God. And then, you didn't say it like I said it, but it's all right. And then, I got to resist the devil. And he will flee from me. Well, look what the scripture said. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Some of y'all talking about what well, God ain't answering. And he ain't showed up. What the problem is, you haven't drawn near to it. But as soon as you go towards God, God start coming towards you. When was the last time you drew near to God? And God said, I'm going to draw near to you. On this week, I want to test that you, I want to trust that you will draw near to God. No matter what you got going on, I'm going to draw near to God it don't look right in my life i'm gonna draw near to god things are going haywire i'm gonna draw near to god people are talking about me i'm gonna draw near to god they're crossing their eyes at me i'm gonna draw near to god yes i am and when I draw near to God, uh, then he tells me to cleanse my hands. Uh, you sinner and purify your hearts. Uh, you double-minded, so we are in a fight. Uh, when you look down your road and say, we're in a fight. Now, now how you will fare depends upon uh, because God has given us everything we need uh, to be successful. Now, tell your neighbor, God has given you everything. Everything you need. In order to be successful, in order to finish strong, we must fight. Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, are you ready to fight the good fight of faith? There are three critical things we must know in order to fight well, who to fight, who are the enemies we're fighting. We're fighting against Satan. We're fighting against sin and we're fighting against self can you say amen and who are you fighting for i'm fighting for the cause of jesus he's got me here on the earth i've been assigned the fight for the lord i'm on the battlefield and i'm fighting for my lord and i'll fight until i die on the battlefield of the lord if I got to die, let me die on the battlefield of the Lord. Say yeah, shout yes, what to fight with. I'm glad you asked. There are five pieces of armor that will protect us when we're fighting in this battle. But there's only one piece of equipment that we use to fight with. Can you say amen? Uh, I must put on the home of God. Glory to God. Uh, Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, put on the home Well, what am I gonna fight with, Bishop? Uh, Well, he gave it to you in Ephesians. Uh, You gotta fight with truth. Uh, You gotta fight with righteousness. Uh, You gotta fight with peace. Uh, You gotta fight with faith. Uh, You gotta fight with salvation. Uh, You gotta fight with the Word of God. Uh, which is the sword of the spirit. Uh, You gotta fight with prayer. Uh, You gotta fight with supplication. Uh, You gotta fight with being watchful. Uh, And you gotta fight with perseverance. Uh, My question for everybody, Uh, while I get ready to go to my seat, uh, are you ready to fight? Uh, I'm ready. Uh, To fight the good fight of faith. Uh, Can you say amen. Uh, You better learn how to fight. uh, Because he's coming after you. uh, And he's coming after your husband. uh, And he's coming after your wife. uh, And he's coming after your children. Uh, He's coming after your sons. uh, And he's coming after your daughters. uh, And he's coming after your friends. uh, And he's coming after the people uh, that you don't even know about. Uh, He'll use an enemy against you. Uh, and he'll use a friend against you, Uh, and he'll use a family member against you, Uh, but that's all right, Uh, I'm in it, Uh, find somebody to listen to you, Uh, tell your neighbors, I'm in it, I'm in it, I'm in it to win it, Uh, I did come this far uh, to give up now, Uh, I came this way, Uh, I came all this way, uh, to fight the good fight the fight of faith can you say amen say that you can have you can have the money you can have the houses you can have the cars you can have the clothes but you cannot have my faith i got to have faith because without faith it's impossible to please god whole wide world but you can't have my faith Uh, can you say amen Uh, I gotta fight uh, until the end Uh, Paul said I gotta fight uh, because laid up for me uh, is a crown of righteousness can you shout glory I gotta last to the end Uh, touch somebody say I gotta last till the end Uh, I did come this far to give up now uh, we come this far by faith leaning on his everlasting uh, uh, can you shout glory you can't give up now you can't throw in the towel now he brought you too far for you to turn around uh, say yeah shout yes uh, I'm on my way. He should have got me when he thought he had me. He should have got me uh, when I was in the club. Uh, Can you shout glory? He should have got me while I was drinking, smoking that, you know what? Uh, He should have got me uh, when I was out there lusting. Uh, But he done messed around, uh, and I done found out uh, who the real lover is, the lover of my soul. I fell in love with Jesus. Ain't no turning back. Is there anybody here? Is there anybody here that done fell in love with Jesus? I done fooled around and fell in love with somebody that know how to love me. Can you shout yes? Never fall in love with nothing that can not love you back. Jesus, he loves me back. Even when I'm in trouble, even when I don't do the right thing, he still loves me. Uh, Waving somebody on your own uh, and say he still loved me after all I've done. He still loved me after everything I've been through. He still loved me. After I grew up with the world, uh, he still loved me When I didn't make the right choice Uh, I thank God uh, for his everlasting love Uh, Yeah, nobody can do me like Jesus Greater love have no man than this That he laid out in life for his friend Uh, Tell your neighbor, you'll never have a greater love that the love of jesus he laid down his life the best you can do is live your life live your life but jesus he gave up his life so that you can live Uh, tell somebody live 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 live." you're gonna live to see it happen i'ma live to see my children i'ma live to see my grandchildren give their life to Christ. I'ma live to see my grandbabies come to the altar. I'm gonna live to see my friends come running to Jesus. I'm gonna live to see God give me a breakthrough, see my household turn around. I'm gonna live to see it happen. Give somebody a high five and say, I'm gonna live to see it happen What God in store for me, I'm gonna live to see it happen. Shout yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, I gotta. Quit. I gotta quit. Listen. Fight. To the end. Fight the good fight of faith. It's not over. You are just getting started. Are oh, you hear me? Finish strong and finish well. That's what God wants you to do. Finish strong. And finish well. There are many that have started out the same time you started out. But they were not able to finish. It's not how your start could be a little kind of shaky. But if you gain strength along the way, I promise you, you'll end up on top. Say it with me: I'm gonna finish strong, and I'm gonna finish well. Come on, put your hands together and give God praise. I don't. Everybody stand up.